0: KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio, 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is great to be with you another Friday evening where we are set to continue our new subject matter, this subject matter that has us talking about all things in relationship to the spiritual life. We have tabbed this Friday evening, this new programming as Holy Desire. And I have done this because out from my conversations with you, what I hear is a Holy Desire Over the course of the last, oh, 12 years here on Seeds of Truth, I have talked about a lot of things concerning our Christian Catholic faith. But if there is one overarching truth, it is that what I hear in your question and what I hear coming out of our conversations is your holy desire. So what I thought I would do each and every Friday is offer up some sort of reflection as it relates to the spiritual life, our desire to be more holy, and ultimately to be in union with God. We ask a lot of questions about the Catholic faith. There's a lot of apologetic questions out there about the existence of God. We've talked about all of that, but again, underneath all of it, I'm convinced that there is a desire that can only be met by God, and so this is the stuff we are going to really start focusing in on. And as I do so, I am starting with a reflection on this call we have to pray for one another. And how timely is this subject matter? Some of you faithful listeners out there have been very astute to notice that I am from Chico, California, and I have received a handful of emails from you outside of this city and state concerned about my well-being. Chico is on the outskirts of this campfire that has now burned over 70,000 acres, and it is hardly contained. As of now, we have not yet been evacuated, but please do pray for those as I ask you to intercede on behalf of others, because, my friends, a lot of lives have changed, and I have to tell you something. It has been an extraordinary thing to witness not only people's uh, outgoing love, but at the same time, Uh, really presence to one another. And so for this, I am grateful. And yeah, so this is really timely subject matter. Last Friday, we started with this reflection, 12 points to consider when responding to the question, can you pray for me? And last week, we got through the first six. And so what I want to do this evening in our short time together is reflect into the last six. Okay, so as I noted last week, the question, can you pray for me? Is an extraordinary question. You know, these five words, when strung together, really do form one of the more important questions in the spiritual life. My dear friends, God wants us to think like He thinks, act like He acts, and live like He lives. And certainly we could say that praying for others is a beautiful way of thinking, acting, and living like Christ. Yes, in a time like this, certainly in this surrounding area, we need to be proactive. We need to get out there and and see what we can do. How can we help? But at the same time, as I have said time and time again, is that the doing is only going to be as good as the being. The fire, the desire, the ardor, the fervor to want to do comes out of a genuine relationship with God. That is to say, as the church has been teaching us for 2,000 years, the active is always rooted in the contemplative. Uh, What does the catechism teach us? We pray as we live because we live as we pray, and certainly we should live to intercede and pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Okay, so before we get to the second half of the 12 points to consider, I just thought by way of quick, quick review, I would touch upon the six. First was this call we have to intercede in faith. Last week we talked about how faith is absolutely primary, foundational. What did Jesus say in Sacred Scripture? Your faith has saved you, so we are present to that. Second, intercede in the Spirit, right? All good prayer is prayed in the Spirit. St. Paul made that point clear in his epistle to Rome when he reminded the people of Rome that the Holy Spirit is the protagonist of all good prayer. Third, intercede in humble love, huh? Humble love is unselfish love, and alongside of the first two principles certainly is foundational to all good intercessory prayer. To love is to will the good of the other, and praying for others is a great act of willing the good of the other. And this is expressed, my friends, most beautifully in the virtue of humility. Fourth, we should be mindful to intercede in obedient love. So from humble love, we learn the language of obedient love. Okay, The virtue of obedience is rooted in our joyful response to what has been requested of us. Last week, I looked at the example of Mary, how in her response to the angel Gabriel, she said, what but let it be to me. When you translate that in the Greek, what you have is a joyful desire to do God's will. It's not about, oh, what I have to do, but what we get to do. Okay? Fifth. And one that I believe is so important, intercede on the spot, right? In other words, our intercessory prayer should not waste time. Prayer should always have a sense of urgency over the last 24 to 36 hours. As as people have called me and have requested for prayers, it has been on my mind and heart to pray with Him on the spot. And by the grace of God, go I and go all of us in that moment. A sixth and last for last week was the importance of interceding from the heart, right? Interceding from that place that is not only the decision center, but also the place of the will. So, all good intercession comes from the heart. Now, that being said, let us engage our second set of six here. The seventh key point is the importance of fervency, right? Out from this call we have to pray on the spot and pray from the heart, we do so with what but great fervency. What do we read in James chapter 5 verse 16? But the fervent prayer of a righteous man is powerful in its effects. I love that biblical passage as as it speaks to faith-filled man in prayer. And why? Why is it that the fervent prayer of a righteous man is powerful in its effects? Well, my friends, because he sets himself up like an electric current between God and man. The fervent man is filled with God's love and grace and consequently is energized in his faith. In many ways, we could say to pray fervently is to add kindling to the already existing faith that God rejoices over. So pray with fervency, pray with ardor over the course of upcoming weeks from one week to the next, we are going to break down each of these principles in great detail to really get underneath these and why these principles from, from faith and humility and, and praying from the heart, why all of these are deeply, deeply rooted in our faith tradition. So praying with great fervency, yes, we could say add, adds kindling to the already existing faith that God rejoices over. Now, as we did last week, after each key, I will pose to you a question on the heels of each point. And on the heels of this key of praying with fervency, my friends, I think we have to ask the question, do we set up ourselves like an electric current (laughs) between God and man in our intercessory prayer, praying with an enthusiastic fervor? Recall that the word enthusiasm comes from the Greek entheos, to bear God within. All right, well, If it is the one true God, then what arises from that Spirit-filled prayer is a great ardor, a great love, a great fire for God. All right. Eighth, another very important principle, intercede in specifics, right? Don't be generic before God. God desires to know the details of our intercessory prayers, and this is not so much for His sake. He already knows the details but for our sake. There's great power when we sound out our prayers of intercession. As a father, I rejoice when my child is detailed in his requests, right? It shows me that he knows what he wants, and God rejoices over the same deliberate prayer. And so we pose the question, is your intercessory prayer intentional, detailed? Here, I might offer a few practical tips I encourage all listeners now to consider maybe writing down a list of the people and their intentions in a notebook. And certainly, yeah, you can do this in your iPhone, I suspect, huh? (laughs) Sometimes I get so many requests that I don't know if I have prayed for all of them unless I have written them down. Uh, Typically, if you have prayed for them on the spot and have internalized their requests, then yeah, I'm sure the requests uh, will be remembered. But it does not hurt to write them down, especially if you tend to forget things. So I pose to you the question, when was the last time you wrote down a prayer request? Now also, our specific intentions should be presented to God the Father during Mass, especially during the consecration of the Eucharist. I cannot think of a greater time for intercessory prayer than when the whole hosts of heaven (laughs) are mediating on behalf of the body of Christ. Now, when was the last time you offered up a name to God during the prayer of consecration? That is such an important and powerful time of intercessory prayer, and we should take stock in all of those prayer requests and all of those names as they come to us. Certainly right now, there are a lot of names in relationship to this local campfire and very specific things that I've been asked to pray for, Uh, By the grace of God, does God remind me of all of those persons and things during the time of that great prayer of consecration? Okay, so another very important key there. Ninth, intercede with fasting. Fasting is praying with the body. And my friends, a great expression of our seriousness towards intercessory prayer. You know, to sacrifice that which we are closest to, food and drink, and also certainly those other things that we are attached to, goes a long way in fruitful intercessory prayer. Essentially, fasting is to enter more deeply into Paul's exhortation to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, right? Holy and acceptable to God, our spiritual worship, as St. Paul reminds us in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. We could say fasting is like sweet incense, an odor, That is pleasing to God, and so we ask that hard question: Do you, as I ask myself this question, do I offer up fasting to God as a form of intercession? So powerful. Tenth, intercede in friendship. Saint Teresa of Avila once said that prayer is nothing more than being on terms of friends with God. Right? Prayer is conversation with God, and it is in our friendship with God that prayer becomes more regular and as it does that, it becomes more life-giving. Brothers and sisters, we tell our closest friends everything, right? Do we go to Jesus with everything on behalf of our friends? Something to think about. Eleventh, intercede with trust. We should bear in mind that God does not always respond to our prayer with a yes, but sometimes with a no or not yet. Why? Because the most perfect prayer is, thy will be done. We might see something as a good, but it might not be God's willed good in that moment. Now, my friends, however God responds, this should not detract us from being intentional and specific in our prayer, but rather open us up right to the Father's loving plan of salvation for all people. So I pose to you another question. Do you pray with a sense of how God works in our lives for the greater glory of God's loving plan? Huh? All right. Twelfth, and the last point to consider when we are asked that all-important question, can you pray for me? We are called, my friends, to intercede in thanksgiving and praise to God. At the beginning of prayer, faith opens the door of the heart to God. After a period of prayer, God fills us with hope and love for ourselves and the one we are praying for. For this My friends, we are eternally grateful. And for this, we praise God. When was the last time you thanked God for a prayer he answered? Amen. Amen. And so I suppose it would be right to ask you to not only pray for me, but also let you know that I will pray for you. Send me your prayer requests. You can do so at j-h-o-l-l-j-m-j at yahoo.com, or you can go to my website at joeholcraft.org. That's uh, j-o-e-h-o-l-l-c-r-a-f-t dot org. Um, just hit the contact link button there and send your prayer request on its way. All right, let us close with a word of prayer. And we do so turning our attention to Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 to 11. And this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. And with that, all glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen, and God bless you.